0: So, I'm starting on page 198. Have you ever held a crystal prism up to the light and noticed that each time you move it, the pattern of rainbow colors dancing on the wall changes? While it's the same crystal and the same light and the same wall, when you move the prism, you change your perspective on the light and you see a completely different pattern. Thinking of yourself as the prism through which the facts of your story will pass is a good way to imagine the many ways you can approach and tell the many sides to any story. In this chapter, they're talking about how to become a good storyteller. And so this is one of their methods, the prison method. And I think this is something um, that's good for us to think about because a lot of times when we're telling a story, we're only going to want to tell our side and our opinion. And I think it's important and will help us connect to a, a lot, maybe more people if we can take a different perspective so I'm on page 200. Unfortunately, having a good story solves only part of the challenge. Telling the story is, well, another story. That's how one of the most difficult to listen to hours ever heard on the radio came to be. People with good stories who couldn't tell them, struggling to become storytellers in front of a studio microphone, broadcasting to potentially hundreds of thousands of listeners. I'm not sure they would have felt any better to know how it worked in practice. After a few minutes of star of the day fishing through his vocabulary for words to describe his appearance of delivering a baby in a parking lot, most of the audience had gone elsewhere for entertainment. It didn't help that the announcer of the broadcast had given the whole story away in one sentence at the beginning of the program. That's why storytelling is a discreet skill. All three basics of the creating powerful radio principles apply. Tell the truth, make it matter, and never be boring. So telling a story in front of our friends is one thing, but I think telling it in front of a microphone is another thing. Um, it just adds pressure, so we think about it too much and we get tripped up. Um, so I think people might call themselves a good storyteller, but they don't you know, know how they would be on the radio or in front of a microphone because it's completely different. So I think practicing is important. What we're doing with the podcast is important. We're getting used to talking to an iPad and listening to our voices again, which can feel weird. Um, But I think the more that we do it, the more it becomes more natural. And I agree with the three principles that they say, tell the truth, make it matter, never be boring. All of those are kind of easier said than done, but um, they do make for good storytelling. So, I'm on page 448. The publishing world learned about niche marketing years ago as it migrated from mass circulation, one-size-fits-all editorial publications, to multiple smaller special interest titles founded on the reader's common interests. The trend has been to move these titles to a greater internet presence with a de-emphasis on print. In many case, cases, special interest publications now exist entirely online, where elaborate websites can super serve their readers with content targeted just for their life stage and interests. So we have definitely seen a lot of marketing that's based on like your life stage, and it's just everywhere on social media, everything, they have all this information about us that they use to manipulate advertisements to things that we think that they would like or just content that we think that they we would like and I mean it goes on and on it's pretty much it's pretty much everywhere so it's kind of like what's the fine line between like it being creepy and it being just okay for them to have this information I mean I don't think anybody's really upset about it but it is a little weird to, uh to know that they have access to all this